welcome to the weekly the podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. I'm your host, Jay Ewing. I got in the booth a great friend, the one, the true, Melissa Christensen. That's me. Hi, friends. Hi. We are doing another podcast called What Are We Reading? What are we reading? What are we reading? We never know how to title these, do we? No. Yeah. Is it what we're reading or is what? it what are we reading? Yeah. I like the question more than the statement. Yes. Hey, friends, we got a great episode for you. Sorry we weren't on the weekly last week. I had a death in the family, so I had to get out of town and focus yeah. in on that. But we're back in the booth today. Well, back in the Sunday school classroom. <laughs> <laughs> the booth. <laughs> Always I wonder booth. how people picture us yeah, recording totally. this. Do they know there's like ship collages surrounding us? And there's a, what is that thing called? It's a Thanksgiving. Uh, oh. What is that I thing? I can't remember yeah, well, what they're called. Little cones with cones, the fruit coming fruits, out of it. Yeah. There's a good name for it. I just can't remember it. Yeah. Hey, we, we're so glad you're tuning in today. Like always, you can go to calvarybible.com. Find out what's happening at Calvary. we got a great season ahead of us here at Calvary. Easter is on the way. You can also sign up today to help with Egg Hunt at all three of your campuses. Just follow calvarybible.com, click your campus, click events, and find out what's happening at your campus. And volunteering at the Egg Hunt is so much fun. It is. It's been a few years since we've done the Egg well, Hunt, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So but if maybe you you're not remember familiar, back. Yes. <laughs> Or familiarize yourself. It's so fun. It is fun. And I, what I love about that is that there's like, if you're a person who just wants to come and have a job and not have to interact with people, there's, there's a, a job for yeah, you. Totally. Yeah, totally. If you're the one who wants to sit at the table and talk to kids about Jesus and tell the story, there's a job for you. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So fun. That is so fun. The Or there's a job if you want to hand roll, what is it? Uh, cotton candy all day is a job for you. (laughs) Or paint faces. Or make popcorn. Or make popcorn. Or paint faces. Hey, if you're doing the uh, cotton candy or the popcorn or the face painting, you are like the hero Uh, hero of the event for those kids. For sure. Yeah. And we got a bunch of life groups, actually the middle school ministry, stuffing eggs these days, getting prepared for so so many kids here on that Saturday morning. All right. So we're in a new series, and we're sort of focusing in on how to create a rule of life this year in our podcast. I'm so excited. Excited and also not excited. Yeah, because let's be honest. Creating a rule of life is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. So I was uh, telling Jay before we started this, the book, I just could not get into it. Right. Because it felt like uh, it was just asking me way too many questions. Yeah. And sometimes you're in the mood to answer questions. Totally. And sometimes you're not. And this was definitely a not. So when we talk about a rule of life, we, we've made this point already, but I think it's really important to remember. We all have a rule of life. Yes. Just open up your calendar. Yeah. And that is your rule of life. Right. I think most people just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Or how it's impacting the way right. that they live. But yes, everybody has a rule of life. If you planning, if you're planning vacations, and the vacations you're planning are your rule of life, I or like, if you, I like that rule, that is a great rule. <laughs> or if you're investing in sports or whatever a hobby, that is part of your rule of life. Yeah, for it's sure. It's sort of what makes you you, right? What brings you joy, and sometimes we happen upon rules. 
even not knowing that we're following a rule of life. Yeah, for sure. And I think when we're intentional about creating a rule of life based on scripture um, and based on God's desires for our life, then we kind of see our life move from just being full to a life that's actually fulfilled. Ooh, what's the difference between a life full and a life fulfilled? Well, a life full can sometimes look like just a busy calendar. And we're just going from one thing to the next. And I don't think, I mean, I think it's important, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but to remember that we're not just trying to add more things to our life. We don't want you to add another thing to your life. No, no, no. But if we have a rule of life, we have a focus for our life, then when we're taking our kids to soccer practice, let's say, or a game, and we're sitting on those sidelines, it brings a different intentionality to what we're already doing. Totally. So we're not adding another thing to it. We're just finding a way to take the thing we're already doing and go deeper or a different direction with with it, which is what makes it shifts into that fulfilled life instead of just a full life. That's right. You know, the psalmist says in Psalm 90, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. We all have a limited amount of days on this earth. Yes. And we all are living that day today. So how do we do it where we encounter God, encounter others, encounter ourselves, and what God's doing in the world maybe? Right. How do we do that best? Yeah. And that's what a rule of life I think is getting at. For sure. Deep down in it. Yeah. And don't we all want to live more purposefully, you know? Yeah, because I think it takes some of the stress. You know, if I go, let's stick with the soccer game analogy here. If I go to a soccer game and I'm just thinking of it as another thing that I have to do, I leave that, I'm sitting there the whole time thinking about the next thing I have to do, Yeah. right? And then when I leave it, I'm just full of stress. But if I'm able to just take that time and that moment to find a way to make that fulfilling. Yeah, to be present. To be yeah. present, yeah. Maybe you'll have a conversation that's different. Right. Maybe you'll notice your kids differently. Yeah, or treat the ref differently. Or treat the ref. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. There's yeah, no, so what was the book we read, Jay? Well, we, we, we have this workbook called Crafting a Rural Life. And let's be honest, this might be helpful for a few. Yes. This is not going to be helpful for all. And there were helpful questions in there. I don't there want are. you to think that I'm just taking the whole book and trashing yeah. it. So we have this in our show notes for you to link that you might. It's a workbook. It's not a book. It's a workbook. And if you need some really guided, intentional questions, this is the book for you. Yeah, it's really great. Why, why Melissa and I are reading it is because of the introduction. <laughs> That's right. The introduction, I think, is a really well-written introduction of what a rule of life is in a very simple and practical term. So, what is a personal rule of life? Your personal rule of life is a holistic description of the spirit and power rhythms and relationships that create, redeem, sustain, and transform the life God invites you to humbly fulfill for Christ's glory. That's a big statement. Yeah, that is a big statement. But a personal rule of life is really to help you, help each of us see what Jesus is doing in our life. Yeah. And respond to it. Yeah, I That's like Jay where Ewing's he says definition. 
Uh, a rule of life is descriptive in that it articulates our intentions and identifies the ways in which we want to live. And when we fall short of these intentions, as we always do, the rule becomes prescriptive, showing us how we can return to the path that we've set for ourselves and recapture our original vision. And I think that's really good. Yes. And much more what we want to do with this workbook is to give you a tool. It's not a perfect tool. It might not be the best tool for you, but a tool to maybe help guide. Yeah, for sure. So with that in mind, we want to create a rule of life. And Melissa and I are dedicated to this in so far that we are going to create our own rule of life this year. It's going to be so fun. Which sounds like a really great idea. <laughs> sounds really hard, doesn't it? Yeah. One of the things when I started uh, looking through this book that I really, really, a light was shown on it was, it's going to be best to create a rule of life in community. Yes. Would you agree with that? That is essential to the rule of and life. it doesn't I'm not saying that it has to be a life group or it has to be it can even just be your spouse or your family unit whatever or that looks trusted like trusted friend trusted friend a mentor yep mine is pastor Jay Ewing that's not true <laughs> but I think it's really important to have community to talk about these things and oh, kind of break it down you you've got to be known in order to have someone speak into who you are and what they perceive. Right. Your rule Yeah, because often, yeah, often we can perceive it to be one thing and people are seeing something totally different and it's good to identify that. Yeah. You know, I think one of the big pressing statements out of this introduction was the realization that Jesus is calling us to himself, gifting us for service and empowering us for the abundant life. Mm. And I don't know about you, but... Sometimes I really don't understand what it means to live with Christ in an abundant way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think we kind of move through our world with a scarcity mindset. Yeah. It's just what we gravitate towards. I mean, I got like I have to take out the trash on Mondays and recycling's <laughs> every other Mondays and I have yeah. to fold laundry tonight and yeah. there's a mill after Little League and all those type of things that sort of hover in my background, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure that the family's taken care of and there's food on the table. Right. There's that, that we, aspect of real life, that our real day-to-day -day life. Right. Yeah. So when we talk about a rule of life, like a rule of life can even be written if you're a stay-at-home mom, change of diapers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a really good time actually to write a rule of life. I think so too. It um, could be if you're retired or you've been retired for 20 years. A, a rule of life is a, a another opportunity for you to live with intention your life. For sure. It reminds me of um, Romans 12.1, and specifically, I've always loved the message version of it. I've got it written right Do here, you? actually. Look at that. In the message version? Oh, yeah. Okay, read it to us. No, I'm not going. You, you, you. <laughs> it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. And it sounds so, I mean, it just takes all the complication out of it. Right. You know, I love Eugene Peterson. Yes, I know Everyone you do. Everyone knows that. Yeah. But, you know, developing this set of practices that kind of just guard our habits and yeah. our time, I think is... 
yeah. is key. And he says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that mm. you fit into it without even thinking. Yeah. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. So often we want to change ourselves from the outside in. Yeah. Get the peripheral stuff figured out, sort of the internal stuff. But that's not how usually God works. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to, I don't know, maybe I'm, you can tell me Pastor Jay if oh you agree gosh. with this or I'm not. I'm Pasta Jay, not Pastor Jay. Oh, pa- Pasta Jay. Literally, yeah. I'm looking at a pouch right there with a sticker on it that really says Pasta Jay. Yeah, because I don't want anyone else using this microphone. Great. Yeah. Whereas Thomas and I just have to share this one. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, But I think it's important, the uh, line you said there about the culture. I think that uh, oftentimes we think about culture, which this is a true definition of culture, as our um, outside of the church culture, right? Our worldly culture. But I think there's also a culture inside of the church. Yeah. And that we can get too locked into that too and not step out of it enough in ways that God is asking us to. No doubt. No doubt. And, you know, usually the things in which we choose to do with our days, we instinctively choose them to protect ourselves. Oh, for sure. And sometimes God is a God that wants us to step out in faith mm-hmm. and let him protect us. Yeah. Not protect ourselves. But anyways, that's a digression, I think. Yeah, for sure. We're so, at that. Th- yes. You know, uh, so this rule of life came from... 540 AD. When I read this section, I was like, Jay is going to love this. Yeah. Dive in, friend. Yeah. And you know what? It's from St. Benedict. And really what a rule of life is, is a life of listening. And that's an important part. Like, you know, part of the rule of life for this year is that the hard work for Jay Ewing is going to be, I'm going to have to listen to actually my present reality, mm, yeah. listen to God's reality, and then step into new rhythms. Yeah. And that's going to be hard. Yeah, it's always hard. I mean, I just turned 40, by the way. So I've Me had, too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've had well-rutted life rhythms. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a really important for us to remember that God is a God of life. Mm-hmm. And just because some type of Bible reading plan worked for you in your 20s right. doesn't mean it works for you in your 40s. Yeah. Or vice versa. Just because you've had a functional view of God in your 30s yeah. doesn't mean in your 80s that view of God is accurate anymore. Is exactly the same. Yeah. Or the, exactly the same. It doesn't mean that God changes. That's a big distinction. For sure. It means that we get in these habits of assumption, maybe, right? Yeah. So I have uh, some guidelines for making a rule of life. Do you want to hear them? Yes. Are you ready for those? Yes. Okay. Uh, Number one, start small. Ooh. Where where you are, not where you think you should be. This is not for you to achieve something. Right. Right. And I think it's really easy to look at, you know, a perfect saint that we all know in our life. Yes. Uh, And say, well, that's what I want to be. I want to be there. But instead, take what you're doing. I mean, if you're you're already struggling to find five minutes in your day to pray and read scripture, shooting for an hour is a big jump. Yeah, and it probably won't go very well. Yeah, 
Yeah. So can you maybe do five minutes twice a day? Yeah. Could you maybe do 15 minutes? You know, think, think achievable goals there. Uh, number two is be specific. Yep. And I think we all know how to set goals in the smart way, the specific way, right? Yes. Um, number three, subtraction, not addi- addition. Yep. Which is really important. I mean, we talked about that a few minutes ago. We don't want to keep adding more and more things to our life. Right. We want to find ways to subtract. Uh, number four, account for your state of life and level of discipleship. Yes, you state wanna, of life. You want to talk about that one? No, I mean, it's just, you know, what is the reality, yeah. right? If you're a business-minded in individual who travels all the time, your rhythms are going to be different than someone who's a stay-at-home. Right, yeah. So account for that. Or little kids versus older kids. The little or... kids versus older kids, or if pickleball's all the only thing on your schedule for the day. <laughs> your life's a little different. Yeah, yeah. totally. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. No. It just means it's different. And it's, you know... God can use that wherever you're at. Right. He no wants doubt. to use each and every one of us. Right. Um, take into account, similar to that, your personality, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Yes, that's very important. Uh, whether you connect through nature or you like listening to podcasts or what are those things? How do you how do you meet Jesus? Yeah, or even, I, I think, even the rhythm of like, reading your Bible versus listening to your Bible. Mm, yeah. So many people listen better than yeah, read. For sure. So like, are you struggling to read your Bible? Yeah. Then maybe you should listen to your Bible and see totally. if that actually helps. Yeah. Or maybe try a different version of the Bible to oh, switch yeah. it up. Totally. If you've been doing the same for a long time. Um, number six, and six, a healthy balance of upstream and downstream. So we decide, define upstream as the hard or challenging things and downstream as the fun and life-giving things. So totally. when you're setting these, these boundaries and these rules for areas of your life, you don't want to make them all things that are just super challenging and hard for you. Yeah. You need to have some that are fun and life-giving too, or you will burn out quicker than oh no doubt <laughs> no doubt and number seven remember that rules should be holistic which is you read about that so that means encompassing our heart our soul our mind and our strength that sounds kind of biblical doesn't it definitely sounds biblical <laughs> so think about all of the areas and we identified seven that we're going to go through yeah and the the process is to help each of us take just a another step in our faith yeah to become more like christ to become more like christ because we finished up emotionally healthy spirituality just so good and we realized that you know one of the things that we need to in order to stay emotionally healthy Mm -hmm. for our spirituality to be healthy is we need some framework maybe to actually guide us yeah and i think i mean we all think of or we all know about the uh picture of the vine that Jesus uses again and again. I was hoping you were going to get here. Is that where you were leading me? Uh, That Jesus uses again and again. And it's important if you've ever been to a vineyard or tried to grow vines in your own backyard, uh, they need a trellis. Which I did. Have you done that? Yeah. How did that go? Uh, It was very interesting. I inherited a vine. Are you a vintner? Is that what it is? I'm not. I after like four years, I ripped it out of the ground <laughs> and, print, and planted strawberries where it belongs. 
because I inherited this vine. Yes. And I thought, oh, this is super interesting. Did you know what the vine was? Was it grapes or it was, was it grapes. something else? It okay. was grapes. And it had been matured in the sense of it was like an inch and a half thick. Oh, wow. Two inches. Yeah. So I thought maybe another few seasons. Yeah. And I tried to string it along my fence line, which didn't work. And then one year I tried to go up, which didn't work. And eventually I just got sick and tired of it. <laughs> and you pulled it out. And planted strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> Which are also sort of a vining plant. But they don't need a trellis. They don't need a trellis. Or years to mature. Yes. Actually, they do need years to mature, but they don't need a trellis. Yeah. So one of the things about specifically a grapevine and some other vines are that they do need a trellis. So they yeah. need some structure to their life. And we talked about this a little bit in the last book podcast, too, about how the more choices we have, the more anxiety Ooh, is produced. No doubt. And it makes me think of... Um, which I know you went here recently, the Cheesecake Factory. Yes, I love the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> it's the best with a large but party of people. come on, that menu is anxiety-inducing. Only if you don't have one staple. <laughs> I have one I have one thing I order off that menu. If you are just like in the big city for the first time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Walking down the street and you're like, Cheesecake Factory, that sounds interesting. And you go in and you sit down to order... Yep. There's like, it's like 10 pages long. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they did a big study on this decision fatigue mm. in grocery stores. Oh, yeah. You know, they they measured uh, people's anxiety and uh, energy levels after visiting like a small town grocery store or a big city grocery store. You would think that more options would make it more fun. I would never, ever think that. But <laughs> you, when you look at the mustards and there's 40 of them. <laughs> yes. You really get decision fatigue. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. So the trellis is what's going to give us our structure. Right. And that's what the what, what we can think of a rule of life as, is no a doubt. trellis for our life to give structure to the growth that we're, that yeah. we're moving forward with. And here's the thing. You, you have to do a rule of life with two things in mind. One, you have to do it prayerfully. The hard work of praying and asking the Lord, what is it in me? Yeah. What have you formed in me? Yeah. What do you want to take from me? Mm. What do you want to uh, give me? Yeah. And over a period of time, over a season with a community, I think this is where community is so important, you discover what God's going to do. Yeah. And then also realize that God is a God of love and he wants the best mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. That does not mean, that's not a health wealth preach. That doesn't mean... He wants you to have six-pack abs, the dream home, and the sweet, awesome car. But so he, he wants the best for the individual he created you to be. Yeah, that reminds me of this uh, quote from J.I. Packer. Ooh, I love the pack. In the, the pack, but not like the Packers, right? Right, definitely not the <laughs> Packers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in this rule of life book, it says, um, I mean, there's a big quote, but this section that I highlighted says, he knows me as a friend, one who loves me. And there is no moment when his eye is off of me or his attention distracted from me and no moment therefore in which his care falters. I mean, that is so hard to believe. It is. That's really hard to believe. Yeah. This is something that, uh, as a side note, like, this is something that parenting has taught me, right? Oh. Like I say over and over to myself when thinking about my kids who are now college age kids. Yeah. 
And I, if I start to feel stress and anxiety over choices they're making or directions they're going or any of those things, I remind myself again and again that God loves them so much more than I do. And what he has for their life is so much bigger than what I could ever imagine for right. their life, you know? And so leaning into that and realizing that he thinks the same way about each and every one of us, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's a life work, my friends. Yes. That is a life work. <laughs> that is not a rival. No. Ever. Uh-uh. You no, know, I, it I, is constant. I think the verse that we're going to be talking a lot about going back to the vine is John 15. Yeah. And Jesus' kind words it says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You know, and that's a warning, but he keeps on saying, I am the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he will bear much, they will bear much fruit. Yeah, and these are kind of like... Um is like Jesus giving the obituary or giving the homily at his own funeral, right? right. He, he knows what's coming, and these are his last words, his instructions yeah. to us. And in this passage, he says, abide over and over and over again. Like, yeah. that's that's the important part, making your home, remaining, making your home in God right, is what he's wanting us to do there. And he says in verse 16, you, cannot, you did not choose me, but I chose you mm-hmm. and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Yeah. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Abiding comes out of uh, the fruit of abiding is love. Yeah. So if you are more loving because you pray, you're abiding. Mm-hmm. If you are not more loving because you fasted because it was a religious fast, yeah then it's not the thing you need to be doing. Right. That's good. That's yeah. a good marker for all of these as we go through. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, my kids always remind me of the spiritual fruit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's some spiritual fruit. Yeah. And uh, that's really important. If we are producing spiritual fruit, like joy, peace. If actually, let me say it this way. God's producing. Yes. Because we can't do it on fruit. our yeah. own. Joy, peace, patience, gentleness all the self-control, all the ones, yeah. then we know we are living a life that is in the vine. We are abiding. We're That's abiding. good. That's yeah. really good. Okay, so this is a funny podcast. We're saying don't get this book, but get this book. <laughs> we are. No, it is helpful. I mean, It could be helpful for some people. Yeah, there's some very specific questions, and I think... Um, yeah, so we have sort of seven different areas of our life that we've identified to kind of walk through in the coming months yes. or coming year. Um, and I think it doesn't follow this book exactly, but there are parts that we can point to um, to will, go back and read through. And it, it gives you, in this book, each section gives you um, a guiding principle, a biblical refe- reflection, a historical insight, and then it kind of asks some questions to push you on how to apply this to your own personal rule of life. So I think yeah. it is very helpful to go back and look at. Okay, before we finish the podcast, yes. we have to move into what I'm calling the JJ section. Oh. Jennifer Jones section. Oh, that's good. Which is... Where we tell you what we're reading read next. next. Yeah. yeah. So what are we reading next? Well, the first area that we're going to look at is... 
abiding. Ooh. I know because we haven't just talked we about talked it. About I that, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what book are we going to read? Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. Yeah, a I'm classical excited. text over the last twenty years in the church life, and um, it's a thick book, but it's actually on Audible. It's on Hoopla. I know that too. Is Hoopla like the? I'm not into audio books. Well, so Hoopla is, is that like the, the library, like library system. Yeah, I'm a big you fan of the library. Yeah, I just don't listen. And to it's the at the library. I've seen it actually at my library, but uh, it's a classical text about what it looks like to abide. And what Dallas Willard does is he goes through the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. And this is fantastic. Great. So, actually, I've known two pastors who have read this book when they were in really crisis mode of their lives. Their lives were just a mess. Or one of them was just thinking about quitting Christianity altogether. Mm. And they read this book, and it changed their life. Wow, that's great. So, that's a big... It's a big statement. Yeah, if it doesn't change my life, I'm going to be really disappointed. It's also one of the, you know, this is really cool. This happened this last year. Speaking of what's happening at Calvary, uh, one of the elders led the charge this last year to put together a recommended list yeah. from all the elders and pastors of a reading list, which is really fun. Uh, but one of the elders recommended as their top book, Divine Conspiracy. So... It's elder approved. Nice. Yeah, here at Calvary. That's awesome. Okay, we're done, right? I think so. I'm excited to read The Divine Conspiracy. That will be in the show notes. Jump into creating a rule of life. Um, I think we'll also maybe link in the show notes some John Mark Comer rule of life. Yeah. For people maybe that aren't excited about reading a book, there's some sermons that you can listen to that kind of abridge it a little bit. And... uh, help you get to the same place yeah he has a really simple straightforward website on how yeah. to create a rule of life Which that we will i've been handing it to friends over the last couple months i love it so that will be a good resource as i well. just handed it to one friend and he took care of the rest oh really that was you oh that's funny <laughs> i don't know where you're going with that okay so it's the end of march we're so glad you're listening to the podcast like always, you can write us at theweekly at calvarybible.com. You can always find Melissa on Instagram. She yeah. likes to post there about her dogs and plants. Uh, last week it was a fish. I went fishing, fly oh. fishing. Well, see, I'm not even on Instagram anymore. I know. So, you know, I don't but know. But I am, so you can talk to me on Instagram. Great. If you want to talk to Jay, just call. <laughs> his phone number his is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to his door. Hey, we love you, Calvary. Thanks for listening. Like always, we're so thankful for you. We hope this is beneficial, helpful, and encouraging you to take the next step in your faith. Let's get out of here. All right. Bye, friends. Bye.